Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hayes Attire Learning. I'm your host, Ashley Hayes, and this week we are going to talk about how to leave the table when love is not being served, a lesson from the late, great Nina Simone. Let me start by apologizing for the lack of content these past couple weeks. February is the busiest month out of my year, and last week liked it took me out. But I am here, and I am on the other side. February was also really trying for me because I had two instances where I really wanted something, but I had to make a decision to leave the table because love was not being served. One of the principles that has served as the foundation for higher learning is to approach life and your goals without attachment to the outcome. That means to do something and know that it could not work out, but trying anyway. Last year, I finished my second manuscript for a book called Smoke, and my plan was to pitch to a popular publisher that I had a relationship with in hopes of them distributing the book. I won't name the publisher because I don't think they did anything particularly wrong in this scenario. I do think that what they were offering was not in my best interest. So essentially, they made me a publishing offer. And instead of just signing it, I had my godfather, who's an intellectual property attorney, take a look at it. And he's one of the people whose feedback I value. So I make it a practice to wait to hear back from him before I make major decisions like this. So he returns the agreement to me with the edits. And he explains that if I signed that agreement without the changes he made, I would essentially be assigning the publisher the right to my work, and I would ultimately have to ask them permission to perform my own poems. And if I were short-sighted, I would have signed it. I hear Megan Thee Stallion just recently went back and read her contract and realized she got shorted. The reality is these companies take advantage of the fact that lawyers are expensive, and oftentimes they think they're doing us a favor. And in the case of me turning down my book deal, I realized that if any time in the future I wanted to use the work in my book, like for a movie or for any other type of performance, they would own the rights and they would be entitled to my royalties. And I have to say that independence is a luxury because sometimes what they're offering can pay the rent. And I get that. And I don't knock people who do sign these kind of deals. But we have to value ourselves first. And to be honest, sometimes we have to risk invisibility for the sake of our own integrity. And so luckily, as a parental figure, my godfather is very good at providing me information and giving me space to make my own decision. And so I was in resistance for a while because I really wanted it to work. I'm like, is there any way, you know, do all of these changes have to be made? I'm asking these questions. And I essentially ask the publisher if they are willing to make changes to the agreement. And I bring my manager in on negotiations. And after about four months of delayed replies and unclear emails, and honestly, them wasting my time, the publisher essentially says that the contract is not negotiable in terms of copyright. And they say to me that no one else has had a problem with it. And luckily, What other people's deals look like ain't my business. What is my business is that this contract is not something that I could sign in good faith. So I weigh my options. What does it mean if I self-publish instead of going with the big publisher? It could mean not being qualified for certain grants and awards. There are certain fellowships you can only get if you've already published a book. And so I have to ask, is the value of these possible grants and awards worth more than my work to me in the long term? Is it worth me trading the rights to my intellectual property for a few checks? And in this case, the answer was no. Let me be clear. There may very well be instances where it is worth it. There are artists who sign major distribution deals and they sign over the copyrights to their record labels, but they don't have to worry about eating for a very long time. And they could have very well paid me enough to 
sign over these rights. In that case, we would calculate the money I could make on my own. We would calculate what the material would be worth in the future. We would calculate a lot of possibilities. But exclusivity is expensive. And that's a word right there on its own. They were clear that they weren't going to pay for it. They were clear that they weren't going to make the suggested changes and what I believe to be fair changes to the contract. And so I walked away. So Smoke will be self-released this year. Um, That is the decision that I believe is best for me. If anyone knows any women of color or other publishing companies with fair deals, please hit my line. I'm still open. Otherwise, I'm taking the Master P and Cameron route and I'm keeping my royalties. And there's a cost to that too, though. That means that I have to budget for printing, advertising, merchandise, editing, and all the costs associated with publishing. But I'm willing to do that in order to maintain my integrity. Another instance where I had to walk away was this crazy little thing called love. So I've been dating this dude since October of last year. I mean, when he showed up, I thought this was like the Prince Charming dude. I'm like, oh, this the one. Muses, universe, y'all done showed out. He an architect. He drive a Tesla, all of that. And so we kicking it heavy. And right around the end of January, he withdraws. At first, he's not calling, then not responding to my text. And the first day he didn't call, I knew because I believe in intuition and something told me that he was ghosting me or he was withdrawing. And then he gives me excuses for a week or two until I finally communicate that withdrawal is a boundary for me. If you don't show up when you say you're going to show up and you don't apologize or account for it, we're not cool. And it was difficult for me because I wanted it to work and I really liked to do it. I knew that I've been putting in work to be a great partner and I really wanted the opportunity to practice. But I had to get clear that anyone who harms you by not showing up and doesn't acknowledge it is not acting in love. So I gave my self-closure and I chuck them deuces. But I believe that when you are choosing love, you tell people the truth regardless of how they may feel about it. And he wasn't choosing love, so I had to choose it by going along my way to be available to somebody who's willing and able. And to be honest, y'all, I still don't know what happened. He could be going through it. He could have caught the coronavirus. He could have found something more interesting to do, which Pam and I talked about in the He's Just Not Into You episode. Who knows? I know whatever it is, he could have told me what was up and he didn't. So that means I'm a free agent again and back to dating in Atlanta. Um, <laughs> pray for me, y'all. I'm using an app called Hinge and it has not been terrible so far. If you have any recommendations on my approaches to dating, please leave me a message on the podcast anchor webpage. We'll be bringing Pam Iverson back this summer for conversations on dating and love. And I'm really looking forward to it. I want to zero in really quickly on this concept of resistance. I believe in radical acceptance, even and especially accepting things when you don't want them to be true. And I can tell you that I've grown and I recognize that I've grown because even though I experience periods of resistance to the truth, I may have moments where I really try to make things work that shouldn't be working. I have shortened the amount of time it takes for me to get back to the truth and to get back to acceptance. And I've asked the homies over the past few weeks to remind me of the truth. And the truth is I'm worthy regardless of any deal with a white company and any man who isn't willing or able to prioritize me. I think if you take anything away from this episode, take away that sometimes the things we really want 
aren't the things that are best for us. Sometimes we have to have someone we trust and who has our best interest in mind take a look at a situation. Sometimes we have to make a decision even when we're not sure and even when we take a loss. And sometimes we have to act based on faith and the things we can't see. And always we have to honor ourselves and value ourselves even when others aren't willing or able to. If you dig what I'm doing, let me know through your support. By supporting Hayes' Higher Learning, you make it so that I can keep dedicating time to this work and practice social justice by giving people the tools and resources they need. You can learn more about support options at www.ashleyhayes.com slash Hayes' Higher Learning or www.ashleyhayes.com slash support. You can even support this podcast directly at anchor.fm slash Ashley-Hayes. Make sure you check out our Instagram. The song of the week is You've Got to Learn by Nina Simone. It's Women's History Month, so love on a woman and support minority-owned Black woman businesses. Thank you so much for tuning in to Hayes' Higher Learning, where together we are learning better, doing better, and being better. Y'all have a great week.